Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm here with my beautiful wife, Michelle. Oh, how sweet. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us once again. We are recording this episode on Sunday, February 3rd, 2019. Which is actually Super Bowl Sunday. football. Football needs special equipment. A college covered with ivy, a coliseum or stadium filled to overflowing with a hundred thousand rabid, wildly cheering fans, great armies of vendors, managers, mascots, photographers, sports writers, doctors, elaborate brass bands, assorted coaches, old grads, scores of Annie Oakleys, and two teams resplendent in brilliant uniforms create a riot of color and atmosphere unequaled by any other game on earth. Now, the object of the game is to pass the ball over the goal line of the opposing team by hook or crook. That's right. That's the 1944 Disney short starring Goofy, How to Play Football. I love that short. It's one of my favorites. I all the know. All the how to play Goofy shorts <laughs> are just hilarious as could be. They are great. And do you remember what two teams were playing on that? Uh, no, actually, I don't. Uh, the Taxidermy Tech versus the Anthropology A&M. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know. Very nice. Strong. Yes. <laughs> strong. Those are two of the best teams ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Better, much stronger than the two teams playing in today's Super Bowl. Yes, it is Super Bowl Sunday. That's why we played that clip. And uh, yeah. good luck to the Los Angeles Rams and the New England Patriots who are playing later today. Although by the time you've heard this, it's probably already done. And you already know who the Super Bowl champion is. That's so. right. There'll be a champion. Probably when most people are listening to this. That's true. Not everybody, though. Some people yeah. actually listen. Some people may want to quickly. listen to this other than the Super Bowl because they just <laughs> have no need for it at all. We're a little bit that way. It's our team here in San Diego kind of left town on us. Right. But uh, we still have some good fun uh, planned for later today. That's why we're recording this podcast a little bit early. Right. This And if you don't want to, like you said, if you don't want to watch Super Bowl, there's there's our podcast and Puppy Bowl. Puppy Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> not to not to advertise for a different network or anything, but no. yes, they're always always the puppy bowl. It's always cute. You can record the puppy bowl and watch the Super Bowl or vice versa. Right. Either way. So, I'm looking stuff. forward to that good food and the and the commercials. Isn't how to play football with Goofy kind of the puppy bowl? Yeah, that's true. Or is the First is ever. Goofy a dog? Yes he is. Well what's Pluto? He's also a dog. I don't get it. I don't understand. <laughs> Whatever. Pluto is Mickey's dog. Okay. His pet. Not sure. <laughs> Goofy, it's his friend. <laughs> anyway, we digress. Right, really totally. It didn't take us beginning. long in this one. <laughs> didn't take us long in this episode. It's been a crazy week, and uh, so you understand why. And some of our topics coming up, you'll understand why it's been kind of a crazy week for us. But uh, anyway, we appreciate you found us today. In the future, you can find us on 1057max.com under the Max Plus tab, as well as on the Max FM app. The best way to get us, however, is to subscribe to us. You can always listen to us through any of these uh, areas, but the best way is subscribe to us. You know right when we have a new episode, it'll come right to your phone, right to your device, and it'll say, hey, Hyperion Adventures Podcast has a new 
show for you to listen to. You can do that with iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Basically, you can find us pretty much anywhere uh, you can find podcasts. Uh, and if you do find us that way, please just take a moment. First, tell your friends about us. Any Disney-loving friends, any friends that are maybe taking a Disney trip, any friends that you think might have some interest in the topics we're discussing uh, today or in any of our episodes, but also a, a quick rating would be great, just a few stars, whatever you feel is appropriate. We appreciate it. And review uh, would help in so many ways if you have a little more time to, one, bring in other listeners to this podcast, have them find out about us, but also let us know how we're doing so we can improve the podcast if need be. Absolutely. And uh, we really do appreciate the feedback. And we also, as I say every week, I love hearing from our listeners and getting some ideas for future episodes and, you know, some some really warm feedback. So, Thank you, everybody, for who's who's already done that. And as Tom mentioned, if you can take a moment of that, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah, and we love hearing from you. This is an interactive show. Uh, we love our Hyperion Adventures. You can always contact us. Of course, like I said, the reviews uh, you can, it would be helpful as well. But you can always, if you just want to reach out to us, you can contact us on social media, on Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We're on Pinterest now, I believe. You've been working on Pinterest, I right? Haven't, I haven't uh, released it yet. It's pretty close to being done um have a couple ideas that hopefully people will find fun and uh one star wars related because we love star wars because we are the disney podcast that desperately wants to be a star wars <laughs> I know, podcast i know and then you know some uh disney parks themed ones so awesome. those will come out soon we'll tweet out once that's there but uh hopefully it's got some fun things that people like and you know we want to be able to let our listeners also add some posts to our pinterest right board. so pinterest is coming out as well that'll be soon and we'll let you know when that happens and you of course can always email us at adventures podcast at gmail.com lots of stuff for you today a ton of stuff uh we'll have our impressions of kingdom hearts 3 coming up here in a little Woo-hoo! bit a new character dining experience is coming to the disney Disneyland Resort. We'll tell you about that. A very, very VIP tour coming to the Walt Disney World Resort. We'll explain that to you as well. And there's a slew of new ways you can find out the history behind Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Now, but first, we're going to start with our main topic, which is why part of our, well, actually the two main topics we have are why our week is so crazy this week. So uh, sleep deprived. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we're going to start with our main topic was uh, we were had the chance on Thursday night to go up to the Disneyland Resort, to Disneyland Park for Disney Vacation Club's Moonlight Magic event, and we had a great time. It was a blast. It was a blast, and there were so many things, uh, so many nice unexpected things that came out of that, and so we, we really did have a good time. Uh, um, for example, I know that before we went, they mentioned in the that we were going to be able to get an an entree and a non alcoholic beverage, and the way they handled it, I thought was pretty generous, giving us uh, food vouchers. Right now, we've only been to one other Moonlight Magic event, and that was at Epcot uh, a couple years ago, and we didn't get a food voucher. So I don't know if that's a new thing or this been a regular thing in the past that we just haven't heard about. I think that one was later too, because the park always closes after Illumination, right? And so most of the events took place after nine. I don't know. Maybe. But we didn't get one for that. Right. But we did get one for this, and it was it was it, we each got a voucher for twenty dollars. Right. So which is more than an entree and a beverage, depending on what you want to get. Um, so you know you could look at it in several different ways. You could you know um, 
what we did was we just used the first voucher and just bought two entrees. We had carried water with us. If you don't bring water with you, you could always get free water and right. any of the um, the the uh, fountain serve drinks there. Just ask for a cup of water. They'll give you a cup of water. And then we just, you know, we, we paid, I think it was, with we also had, we there was also a Disney Vacation Club discount there, which right. is on top of that. So I think we ended up paying 34 cents for two right. entrees at Jolly Holiday Bakery. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And then we used the other voucher later in the evening to get some more food right. and some coffee for the road home because it was a late night. It was till 1 a.m. and we had to truck back to San Diego. So it was a very late, thus the lack of sleep. On, uh, a, on a school night, no on less. A school on a school night. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, but that was, that was good. That, you know, um, thank you to Disney Vacation Club for, you know, being generous in, in how they handled that food voucher. Right. So. But, you know, I mean, a family of four, you're going to get, if that's the, if they continue this on, if they do this in other Moonlight Magic events, I don't know if they are, if this was just specified, specific for uh, Disneyland Park, but, um, I mean, you, family of four, you're going to get 80 bucks for food vouchers. Right. I mean, that is a lot of stuff with snacks and food and everything else. Plus the ice cream, the, the Mickey premium bars. And they right. also had a, a strawberry fruit bar that were free. Um, it was a little Throughout chilly. <laughs> so, you know, we only indulged in one because it was a bit chilly to be eating ice cream at night. But we had to take advantage of that. It had rained for much of the day, really hard for much of the day. But luckily it cleared out at around 5 p.m. Uh, and it just was a little chilly at night. I mean, which is, it's funny us complaining when most of you around the country were just went through, you know, negative 30 right, degree temperatures Arctic. or anything. Yeah, we're, we're here <laughs> complaining in Southern California about it dipping down into the low 50s, you know. <laughs> so, but it's pretty, it was pretty funny. It was a good event. It was. Um, what did you think of the weir, weir, wear your ears celebration? Uh, I, I, I love the- get your ears on, I Get your say. ears get on, your yes. Ears on I love the dance party. Uh, we had a great time. We were just kind of actually just looking for an attraction to go on. We went through a bunch of attractions, and we were uh, stumbling through Tomorrowland, and we were actually going to go on the uh, submarines. Um, and there it was going on, and we like went to go check it out because Mickey and Pluto were out there. Great. And uh, it was great. It was just this dance party. They had a DJ up there, and they, they were playing all these songs. That were Some of them were from the past. Some were more modern songs. And then regularly, they would shuffle out new characters, and they would come out. They would do a little dance in the front of, the, of everybody out there on the dance floor, and then they would come out and dance with everybody. It was really fun. It was. And, and as they said, they would dance with every single person there. So it was great. You could get some good uh, pictures. You know, the kids were loving it. Um, it was awesome that they actually brought out Max with Goofy. Yeah. That and they, was... they even danced to Eye to Eye, which right. was uh, <laughs> amazing to watch. I mean, unfortunately, we had left at that point. We kind of saw it as we were coming back across, but um, that was great. Um, Geppetto and Pinocchio came right. out. Genie came out. <laughs> Some random mixes. Yeah. There, but yeah. It was hilarious and fun and interactive. The kids just had a blast. I mean, they, they, you know, Mickey would come up and we saw this one girl. You know, it was Geppetto and Pinocchio came to dance with us. This one little girl came hopping up to him and we're right. just so excited. And we all got in a little circle and danced together. It was so fun. It was fun. And then they did a conga line. I mean, it lasted a long time. I mean, we stayed with it for quite a while before we walked away and and like you said, uh, passed by and saw uh, some some additional parts of it, but that was a great show. I, I think everybody would love that. Yeah, and they and it is not it is, wasn't just a, a Moonlight Magic event specific thing. This is going on every night at Disneyland Park, and uh, you can go do. I'm sure it'll be you know I mean, it might be a little more crowded on days when it's not you know a specific ticketed event like this, but uh, still it's a lot of fun, very interactive for the kids, for adults. I mean the the characters danced with the adults, they danced with kids. Right. Uh, 
they, they, especially if you were getting out there and dancing, they were more than willing to sit and dance with you for a while. But it was it was a real good time, really good time. Right. And it was nice that we got to finally see the Mickey's Mix Magic Yes, um, show that was really cool. Great uh, projections, especially up down Main Street. Right now, um, Sleeping Beauty Castle is under renovation, so they have kind of a screen over it. So unfortunately, nothing on there. But on the Matterhorn, they had projections up and down Main Street was spectacular projections and laser lights and other light show, other spotlights and everything. It was really cool to watch. I have some great pictures from it that I'm going to post. Uh, probably there'll be actually one attached to our um, opening uh, the theme. Uh, of this podcast, if you look at the the opening page of this podcast, the opening title pick, uh, there'll be a picture of some of the laser stuff on there. But it was really cool stuff. Yeah, it was. It was. I think Disney Vacation Club did a spectacular job with this. And like I said, I mean, all the attractions were running. Um, most every restaurant was open mm-hmm. for the the majority, if not all, of the event time. So. It was really impressive that yeah. they, they did that. It made me feel good. I was a vacation club. Member. There you go. Uh, yeah, the attractions, a lot of them were just walk on. We walked right on to Pirates of the Caribbean, almost walked right on to Haunted Mansion. Star Tours was a little bit longer line, but it was less than 20 minutes, I'd say. It said, it said sure. 25. It was less than 20 minutes right. to get on there. Uh, you know, Buzz Lightyear was walk on. We walked on to this Nemo submarine with Nemo and friends. Right, and, right. Uh, we just had a, a great time with that. And I would say, you know, because of the vouchers, though, there were lines at the restaurants that were long. That That's was the true. longest line <laughs> was true. waiting for food at any of the restaurants because of, <laughs> since there was free food being given out, right. uh, that we, people were taking advantage of that. So you did have to wait a little bit, but it was well worth it. And most, all their menus were up, including some of the new items they have uh, for the, uh, you know, Valentine's Day celebrations right. they have going on there. Right now. But uh, really cool. Some great uh, picture chances, opportunities out there, photo opportunities. Character um, greetings and stuff. Character greetings yep. everywhere. Uh, really great. And uh, we're looking forward to the next chance we get to do that sometime. Unfortunately, I don't think they have any running while we're going to be at Walt Disney World this year. But right. hopefully they have another one to, uh, coming to the Disneyland Resort, maybe to uh, California Adventure Park. Uh, that was where the last one was. Right. Uh, hopefully the next one will be uh, California Adventure Park park later yeah but that was a good time for sure and that was why we started partially well we didn't start the week losing sleep from that but it continued the week losing sleep from that (laughs) uh we started the week losing sleep because of the fact that what came out on tuesday was the long-awaited return of Kingdom Hearts in Yee-hoo! Kingdom Hearts 3, the video game, finally, after 10 years of waiting, <laughs> finally came out. And, oh, boy, did we, we, we've, we, we've sprained our thumbs playing that game over the last few days. <laughs> exactly. And, and I actually have started over because I started the first time through in the beginner mode thinking it was going to be a tough thing to do uh, as a standard, but... I braved it, started over as standard. Luckily, you didn't get too far into it before right, you did right. that. Right, yes. So, um, so. so you, you can just kind of go through this, some of the stuff that you'd gone before and redo that. And yeah, the, uh, so just to tell you, if you don't know what Kingdom Hearts is, it's a, it's a game that's been played. It's uh, a series of games that have come out for a while. It's a combination of Disney and Final Fantasy games, uh, if, you, if you know anything about those video games. Uh, it's great for all ages. Uh, I mean, maybe not the really little tiniest, because there are a little bit of kind of, there could be some scary moments, right. you know, sort of scary, just, you know, not really, but you know, mostly funny. Uh, there's some light violence, but it, again, it's against funny and weird creatures that are called like the Heartless and Nobodies. <laughs> They're not against human, against human or anything like that right. so um 
but and there are different levels if you're if you are younger or you know don't know what you're doing to begin with you can get into it you can do the start with the beginner mode which is 50% more damage dealt by your character and 50% less received uh when you're in a battle and then there's standard which is obviously 50% more than that and then there's proud which is if you're really advanced and you really want to go for it, you can go through proud mode um I will not be going through proud mode I don't think <laughs> I'm not proud I'm proud to say that I'm not proud you're- Standard. <laughs> yes, I'm very standard. I'm basic. I'm very basic. Well, I mean, um, in addition to having, you know, like you mentioned, some of the, they call them foes in this, I, I noticed a lot, versus enemies. Um, they also have other things that you can be doing, like tasks. Uh, for example, finding ingredients that you're going to be using, um, that you can also be doing. Uh, I, I don't want to do a spoiler or anything like that, but it's kind of like... Um, uh, what do you call it? Scavenger hunt. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, there's there's some things that are out there that I think are interesting without giving away any of the storyline here. So uh, let's just start out with this. The game is very – if you've played uh, Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, 2.5, Final Mix, Birth by Sleep, any of those, uh, it's very familiar to you. Sora, Donald, Goofy, uh, <laughs> which is funny to us because they say that all the time. Sora, Donald. Goofy. Uh, they're all back. Uh, Riku, Kyrie, King Mickey, uh, Axel, who you may remember from uh, 2, uh, Organization 13, who's kind of the foes, sort right. of. Um, they're all in this. Uh, and uh, it's really cool. It's got lots of characters from various Disney uh, films throughout the genres and shows. And it, it's really it's really entertaining, and so far this one has not let me down. I, I don't know how you feel about it, oh, but I'm absolutely. really enjoying it. Right, right, you're right. It's been great. I mean, obviously because of the the duration since the last one, that they really up have more up to date characters included. The graphics mm-hmm. are amazing. Um, it's wonderful that the basic controllers are the same. Uh, so you can kind of, it was easy to get back into it. Um, it was funny. I don't know if you noticed this, but in Tinseltown. That um, Twilight Town. Oh, Twilight Town. You yeah. always get that right. You call it Toy- Toontown, <laughs> Tinseltown, Twilight Town. TT. Um, in that town, um, you know, Sora's telling his friends that he's he's meeting up with again. That wow, it's been so long since the last time we saw them, and they're like, oh no, it hasn't been that long, Sora. And I'm like, oh yes, it has. It has I'm been. with Sora. It's, it's been so funny. Long. Yeah, they're they're actually kind of putting jabs at themselves right. you know, for some of these things. Right. But uh, I love I love the new features of right. some of the things and yeah I love that it. It, it has an easier uh, battle system um, if you want to call it that that, that it makes the fighting so much more uh, fluid when you go in there because it, it allows you for all sorts of different types of um, one you have the the basic. Uh, attack with the keyblade. Uh, if you know what the keyblade is, that's kind of it's kind of like a sword, but it's the it's a key that's like keyed with the kingdom essentially. Um, and uh, it's much easier. Plus, they have all these different uh, special moves and such that pop up really easy to work with. They team up with some of the other characters with Donald, with Goofy, some of the other Disney characters really easily. Um, they have new. Uh, now I'm not going to spoil anything because this was actually somewhat in some of the spoilers. If you've seen it, if you're worried about spoilers for playing the game, I'm not going to tell you any story. But I'm just going to tell you that they, you know, a couple things. And so if you are worried about spoilers at all, go ahead and fast forward about 
five, seven minutes here, but uh, they have attractions that come up as part of your attack battle, which is fun as could be. Yeah. Like, I love it when I see a new attraction pop up as something you can uh, battle your foes with, right, you know. Right. And so there are attractions from, uh, from the Disney parks, right. you know, and it's really kind of cool the way they do it. Um, and they also are many Keyblade specific abilities, depending on which Keyblade as you go through the game, you get different Keyblades, uh, just similar to as you've done in the prior games. Right, right. Um, and that's always fun as well. Um, I, I, I think that the, I, I like the battle system the way it is. Yeah, here. yeah, I do too. I agree with you that it is easier to um, be able to use that that process of, of getting the characters to join together with some some special powers and things. And uh, I like that they, like you said, they have some continuation but common things from the original ones. They kind of make jabs at themselves with that. But again, and if you have never played this game, what's really fun about it is that you are playing along with characters that are from the Disney universe and that, you know, like you said, you're going to areas that are focused on, you know, particular characters, like even in the, in the past one. So this isn't a spoiler. This is from, you know, the prior ones as well, but like they'll have a Winnie the Pooh area, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, that, that, that might sound kind of childish, but you actually do have some it's fun, some, right. Some fun things it's that you have to try to, it is. it's really, really cute. Right. Try to do, you know, and so, I mean, and it's like that with with a lot of other things. And I know that in the trailers that have gone out, you know, they talked about Toy Story and mm-hmm. things. So um, I don't think that's necessarily a spoiler. That's been kind of long. Well, I'm said, gonna, I'm, I'm going to go through some of the lands here that okay. were. And now this could be a little bit of a spoiler, but if you've seen the if you've seen anything leading up to this, you kind of know that some of these places. I'm not going to put them in any specific order, so you don't know uh, which way they come to you right. at. But here's what. I personally, you're not as far along in the no. game because I've been going crazy just playing this game like <laughs> nonstop. It's amazing. I've been able to pause to do this podcast today. Um, but here's the lands that I've visited so far. And again, this isn't any specific order, so don't take it as being this, the, the or I'm giving away the order of how you would visit them. But we've, uh, I visited Kingdom of Corona from Tangled. That's a new land. Uh, Olympus. Uh, from Hercules. It's old, but there's some new parts to it that weren't explored uh, when you were doing Hercules before. Uh, Toy Box, which is Toy Story. Mm-hmm. That's new. Uh, Monstropolis from Monsters, Inc. That's new. Twilight Town, you just talked about, or Tinseltown, or Toontown, <laughs> or whatever it is. Uh, that's old. Maybe I'm getting before. it right. Maybe yeah. you're not. Uh, Arendale uh, from Frozen, of course. That's a new land. Uh, that's one I just, well, I won't say anything more about that. And uh, Hundred Acre Wood from Winnie the Pooh. Yes, that is old. And you're back there, but it's new as well because there's some different things that you do there from what you've done with right, Winnie right. the Pooh in the past or in the game. So um, lots of characters in this that are from the movie. Um, wait, before I get to that, you want to talk about anything about the lands? Um, well, yeah, just that, you know, how, how visually they, for the most part, how visually they look like scenes from the movies or, you know, settings and things like that. And... Um, Something you said I was going to mention about, and I lost that. Thought. Well, something about the lands I'll talk to you about is that okay. they, some of them, um, from what I've seen, they follow along with the film they're from. Mm-hmm. Others kind of do a different story, like a continuation story from that land. Right, so true. you don't know what to expect when you go into them to, to find out what's going to happen there. And it's kind of interesting as well. Yeah. But, you know, the, the way the, the, the game, again, if you have never played it, the way it evolves is, you know, you start in one area 
And then you, you know, once you've completed, you know, at least the basic tasks that are, you know, set up for that, then you get to have access to another area and it just continues to grow. But you can go back to other mm-hmm. areas and, you know, you gain some things from that, whether you're gaining power or items, you're, you know, I mentioned a scavenger hunt, you know, um, things like that. It, so it progresses, but you can go in and out of areas. So even if you just have a little bit of time to play the game and you don't want to do a whole adventure, you could do a few things on it mm-hmm. and, and save it. So, um, But I am feeling totally sleep deprived. <laughs> because of this game, me too. Yes, the last couple I'm nights. Co- I'm just like... <laughs> I'm jolted by coffee right now to get through this. But yes, I, as a matter of fact, we just we came here for the podcast. I just had to like turn the game off. I'm like, okay, I got to turn it off because I got to actually do something. So I'd sit here and play this game. I've been meaning to talk to you I about know, that. I know, mostly because you want to play the game. But I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. I just got a honeydew list. <laughs> yes, uh, so anyway, uh, the characters, uh, lots of old and new characters, and they are voiced by a lot of the same voices you know right, and love. Uh, the main characters, uh, Sora, who is the main character of the story, Haley Joel Osment reprises his role as Sora in this. Um, Goofy is voiced by Bill Farmer, who's been playing Goof, has been doing Goofy, the voice of Goofy since the mid eighties. Uh, Tony Anselmo, Anselmo, excuse me, Tony Anselmo uh, plays Donald. He's been playing Donald. Since the mid '80s, right. uh, in many movies, TV shows, uh, Brett Ewan, who plays Mickey Mouse, King Mickey, uh, he's been doing it since 2010 in video games and TV shows. Uh, and then you get to the uh, characters from the various lands, some of the other Disney film characters. Um, they have a lot of the original cast members who have come back to voice their parts in this. Zachary uh, Le- Levy. From, who plays uh, Flynn Rider, Eugene Fitzherbert, whichever you prefer. <laughs> uh, of course, from Tangled, Donna Murphy, Mother Gothel. Tate Donovan plays Hercules. Susan Egan plays Megara. Uh, Jim Cummings uh, plays Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, and Pete. Oh, forget Pete. Wow, that's right. Uh, Kristen Bell is Anna. As a matter of fact, the whole Frozen main cast is there. Kristen Bell is Anna. Adina Menzel is Elsa. Josh Gad, Olaf. Jonathan Groff as uh, Kristoff. Um, and there's so many more that, you know, I just can't name every everyone who's played other characters. A couple uh, roles, however, did use sound-alikes. Uh, interesting for Woody in Toy Story. Uh, they don't have Tom Hanks. Oh. But they have his brother, Jim Hanks, who fills in a lot for Tom Hanks on some of these things oh, when wow. they need an extra voice because his voice sounds a lot like Tom's. Wow, so interesting. They use him a lot. But um, Buzz Lightyear uh, was, was a, a sound-alike. Mike Wazowski, Sully, sound-alikes. There's some others that are sound-alikes, but they, they do a pretty good job. Uh, but uh, it's enjoyable either way, and it does take you into these fun. And every time you see a new character, you're like, oh, yay. You know? It's so exciting. <laughs> It is. It's a fun, fun game. It's 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 great. And even if you know, like, there's a lot of uh, of the video games that I'm not as adept to with, like, um, you know, f- the football or the soccer and things like that. But mm-hmm. this one is is great. So if you and you don't like some of the really violent games right, or any of those, right. you know, it's not it's not that. It's just a fun kind of game, you know. And it it ebbs and flows. Sometimes it's cute and funny. Sometimes you're getting into these and. You know, intense. I'm saying with quotation marks, air quotations. You can't see it, but I'm saying just, just imagine them. Uh, you know, violent. And I, you know, it can be it can be intense. You know, but not really intense. Like you know, but it, you know, mostly it's fun and it's a good time. But yeah. I, 
Um, I know. I see you sometimes. You're like. <laughs> I know. My, my arms go more right. than with the she gets a work. I mean, she gets a workout more than anybody <laughs> I've ever seen who plays a video game. She gets a serious workout. When, yeah. She gets her whole body in motion when <laughs> she's trying to do some of these things. It's hilarious. I know. A lot of times and I'll cute. stand up. And adorable. Oh, sweet. <laughs> no, never videotape me. That's uh, uh, oh, now crazy. The, now no, it's on. No. Now, okay. Coming to a YouTube channel near you. <laughs> to look really ridiculous okay. <laughs> anyway i i love the game so far mm-hmm. i can't wait to see where the story goes from here um i think you'll love it if you if you pl- i i also think that you could play this game and not have i mean i think it's better if you've played some of the other ones mm-hmm. but if you've never played any of the other ones i still think you can play this game you may miss a few references here and there but i think you can just get right into it and still play the game pretty easily it's a tutorial right at the beginning to right. get you started and if you haven't played in 10 years since the last one came out it lets you remind you of how the action goes and everything but. right right yeah i mean like you said i don't think it's really crucial to have had the experience with the prior ones or the original one i should say uh as well it i think it has a little bit of a different storyline here mm-hmm. um and yes you're right some things would be missed but nothing that would make it lack anything right. if you haven't played the first ones and you want to play this one i say go ahead and play this one okay go ahead uh, do it and then go back and find the older ones and go back and play them and then come back and play this one again i you know my, it'll give you a totally different viewpoint on it i don't think i don't think you need to right now just stop say oh i can't play this yet until i play the other games otherwise you'll never you'll get won't get to play this game for months right you know uh <laughs> instead take it in for what it is i don't think you'll miss out on too much but if you know if you could go back at some other point and play those games I think it will open up a whole new world of what things they're talking about during this game. Right. And if you go to start it and you're not sure which level, um, well, definitely if you've played the other ones, the beginner level is not necessary. Um, and for most people, I don't think the beginner level is really needed, no, especially I once I realized it was just with the, you know, how much force your your character can wield in a battle and how much damage they receive it's just minor differences in that it was easy doing the standard one right i think it just depends on what you're looking for too because you can still get the storyline across although i from what i understand and i don't know this for sure but from what we've seen when you were trying to decide whether you wanted to change Mm -hmm. that the end result could change on what the final scene is like or something like that uh depending on what you know how much you accomplish depending on what difficulty you set it at that's something right. like what you said right well yeah it's that there's a certain task that you're doing throughout the game and if you're on the beginner mode to get to the secret ending so everybody goes through a regular ending but to open up a secondary ending you have to have completed that whole task that was done throughout the game which isn't that difficult it Mm -hmm. may be more time consuming because you and if you're at the standard mode i think you can get by with a percentage and i don't know what that percentage is i don't know if it's 80 percent, 75 or 50 i'm not sure but from what i've read um it's that you don't have to have it a hundred percent whereas if you're in the beginner mode you need to have that more simple task completed Mm -hmm. to have that special open second yeah and then we just we read that that's not something that we know for a fact it's just something we read online real quickly when we were trying to uh, have her decide if she wanted to go back and restart or just continue on with beginner's mode and she decided to go back and uh, play standard mode and i 
think you're enjoying it a little bit more yeah. just because it's not the the battles aren't don't seem so easy so simple, for you. Yeah, yeah. right, right. You and it, it all depends on what you want. And say if, if it's a young child and they're not into the battle thing, or you know, you, you don't think that they'll be able to do it as well, but they want to get through the story, then maybe you do beginner mode. If you're not uh, into the battles, or if you're not uh, one of the people that uh, you know is particularly great at that kind of uh, game, and, but you still want to experience the story, then beginner mode will be fine for you. Exactly. You, know? you can still get through the game, still get all the great moments through it and everything else but right. uh, i think standard mode is pretty good right and the thing is um with the game you can't change that in between you have right. to start over but a tip if you do have to start over like i did is once you know the story until you get to the part where you you ended the first one you can skip through a lot of the scenes lot, just, there are a lot of cut scenes in yes this. yes mm-hmm. so you know as you do something you can hit options if you're playing this, you'll know what I mean. Hit options and then select skip scene. We have a PS4. So if PS4, I'm sure it's different for Xbox One. Right, yeah. right. But yeah, so you can, throughout it, there's a lot of scenes that you can skip. But the first time going around, you don't want to skip the scenes because there's a lot of explanation right. that you would miss on things, a lot of specific exposure. things of what you have yeah. to do. Too. A lot of exposition. Right. A lot of, um, it really it, it is important to... Uh, how the story plays out because it plays out like a movie. It's a long movie that you play a game in the middle of. It's a movie of the story that's going on and and everything. And it's but it's basically it's all wrapped around. It's Kingdom Hearts because it's all wrapped around the heart. Uh, it's all about the hearts of characters. You know how strong your heart is, how loving your heart is, everything else. It's really a, it's actually a really a touching thing in many regards. There are sometimes there are really touching right. moments within it and right. the past ones. By the way, if you do want to go back, if you haven't, don't own the past ones. They they sell them as a combined unit now because they were from, uh, if you have an Xbox One or PS4, um, they sell them uh, because these were prior game systems. That's how long ago it was. These are mm, prior game right. systems. So they can put them all into one disc and you can have, choose from all of them. So you don't need to buy three, four different games. You can just buy one and have them all there for you to play. And, and that, we actually own that one too. Right. And we will, after we play this game, we'll probably go back and play that again. Maybe you will. I will. I'll, actually, I did play um, 1.5, what, about... A year and a half ago. Yeah, I did too, actually, not that long ago. Because yeah, so. when we knew this was finally going to be an eventuality, we wanted to go and refresh our memories a little bit on it. So. Right. And back then, it was only going to be like four more months till it, or right. something that it was going to be released. And then, no, we're going to put us postpone it for another year. But it's finally here. Yay. We love it. We think if you're a Disney fan, if you're a video game fan, you'll love it. I think your kids will love it. Um, get it. Uh, I can't recommend it high enough. Totally enjoy it. it. You know, are the visuals, are the graphics in it the best graphics you've ever seen in a video game? Eh, not really. I, I mean, I think that they're better than they've been, but I don't think they're the best I've ever seen. Right. But it still is a great game. The story is great, and it's totally enjoyable. And I think most of it is supposed to look cartoony because mm-hmm. a lot of these come from cartoons. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, it's, I just, kinda, it's, it's not trying to look, you know, like live action. I think they just wanted to focus in different directions. They didn't want to go just make this thing so graphically great. They right. wanted to make the storylines be great. But, I mean, the characters do look like the characters, and, you know, and, and, and that includes all the characters from all the different lands, and they interact just as they would in the mm-hmm. other lands. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, 
It's great. Um, I love it, and I can't wait to get back to it today. I guess we'll be watching the Super Bowl, so I'll have to wait till later. But um, oh, no. you're going to bed then. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's that's my turn. <laughs> my time's in the morning. Michelle's time's in the evening. That's how we kind of split up our gameplay time. So right, right. A lot of fun. Get it. If you have any questions about it, feel free to contact us. I told you at the beginning. We'll tell you again at the end how you can contact us, and uh, we'd be happy to help you out in any way we can. Right. If you're a Disney fan, you'll like this yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was, she was playing yesterday afternoon and I was just sitting there in the chair just sitting and enjoy watching her play. I was like, it was actually a, <laughs> a great time. It's like watching a, a, an interesting movie, you know, it's, it's really cool. Right. And one of the things, like you said, when you're in the midst of the game, sometimes you don't notice some of the details. Mm-hmm. So watching somebody else play can give you some, yeah. some tips or pointers. And there are good things because there's many scavenger hunts, like you said, not just one. There's several different scavenger hunts mm-hmm. and sometimes you can pick things up that are important. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in my tip later on All today. Right. So just a little teaser for that. That's our main topics of the week. We always go from main topics to our Disney Stories of the Week segment. And there's always lots of stories that came out this week. So many, we never get to all of them, but I want to get to a few key ones. And I'm going to start off with, because I'm a, I feel like I should be a Disney princess myself. Uh, there's a new we princess. We all feel that, Yes, honey. I know. <laughs> Maybe that's why this really attracted me. Right. Because I want to be part of this. Uh, there's a new princess-focused character breakfast coming to the Disneyland Resort. Ooh. Yeah, that's exciting stuff. This straight from the Disney Parks blog. Soon you will be able to experience an unforgettable, magical uh, morning with some of your favorite princesses. Include me. <laughs> You're all- my favorite princess. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I, I need a tiara on my headphones like you have your mini ears on yours. Well, like you're pretending like you don't have a tiara. <laughs> Come on, folks. You know he does. Just wait till we get this thing finally on YouTube and you'll see the, the truth. The truth, you know, completely adorned, princess <laughs> gown, everything. <laughs> Fanfare as I walk in. Uh, the new all-new Disney Princess Breakfast Adventure is a unique, one-of-a-kind occasion where families can share special moments with some Disney princesses while enjoying an exquisite three-course breakfast and an award at the award-winning Napa Rose Restaurant. The morning includes enchanting activities, intimate story time, a private portrait location, and premium keepsakes. Uh, reservations are now available for this breakfast uh, at the dining experience coming this spring. It's starting this spring uh, at the Napa Rose at Disney's Grand Cor- California Hotel and Spa. I know, and it sounds awesome. And it's nice that they're, you know, really making improvements as they do some of these, uh, you know, meal package type of entertainment. Mm-hmm. So it sounds great and, and a wonderful location to have. Yeah, it, Napa know. Rose is a spectacular restaurant. Uh, and so, then you know you're going to have good food. Yeah. You know, not that there's a problem with some of the other like buffet style character, you know, um, meals and things. We love those too, but it's nice to know that you can take your kid and actually have a really delicious, high class. Food. Yeah, it's not just meeting characters and then eating. Not that there's like Mickey waffles are high class food in yes. our opinion, but um, <laughs> it's not just Mickey waffles or whatever. They do have some real nice meals going on here at this restaurant. So, uh, some more from the Disney Parks blog. Guests are welcome into a charming new storytelling environment that served sparkling beverages, including champagne for adults. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Uh, during the sumptuous breakfast event, Disney princesses such as Belle, Tiana, Ariel, Jasmine, and others arrive to greet and make memories with families. Uh, the morning adventure continues on the patio, inspiring a whole new world of possibilities where girls and boys let their imaginations soar as they delight in storytelling inspired by confident, kind, and courageous Disney princesses who dream big and celebrate who they are. That's awesome. Yeah. That- can't say enough about it that's uh you know like i said i i think especially upping the food uh Mm -hmm. because that's one of i think my personal criticisms with some of these Mm -hmm. that it's just like oh i love the scenery love what's going on and the food is just so mediocre um at some of them that this is nice to have that option that's you know much a little more upscale yes a little more upscale um, matter of fact, it's so upscale that, and this is where the issue kind of lies with this <laughs> breakfast, is that it's $125 per guest, uh, ages three and up. Right. Uh, so, you know, not a special price for the children. So, uh, you know, you have to be really willing, depending on how many are going to go to this, to be wanting to pay because it's not inexpensive. Yes, it's, it right. sounds wonderful and fantastic and everything, but it is... A bit pricey. It is. But it is a whole experience. It's not something that is, you know, uh, you know, half an hour or anything like that. There's a lot of activities. Mm-hmm. You know, you do get a keepsake. I mean, it. there is a lot to it, you know. And it's like if you were to go to, you know, any kind of an attraction or play or something like that, you know, dinner event, you're going to – you are going to pay for it. Yeah. It's similar to, you know, on the Disney cruise when they've done the, the princess teas mm-hmm. and things like that. Yes, so. it's very similar to that. Right. And I think they found that it was very popular and well-received. I think you have to weigh in. You, know, you can look at other character breakfasts, what characters are out there, what the food is like. Uh, this sounds like it's going to be really good food. Uh it, people wait in line for a long time or get fast passes to wait for the Disney princesses. Right. This is going to be, it's right there for you. The princesses are basically going to come to you. You don't have to go to them. So if you put that into the equation, maybe it's worth it for you. You know, I don't know. It depends on what, you know, maybe it's, if you're a family of four, you have a boy, you have a girl, maybe the boy doesn't want to do it. Dad and son go do something else. Mom and the daughter go do this. You know, who knows? Maybe you, you figured out that way so you're not paying, uh, you know, uh, a good $500 for a family of sure, four to, right. to do this. You can kind of weigh it out and decide what's best for you. Um, but, you know, and they also, you get photos, um, you get some keepsakes, they say, that you take right. home with. I don't know what those are, but you get some keepsakes to take with you. Um, again, it's it's what is good for you. Weigh the, weigh the differences of waiting to vi- visit the princesses if you, if you have a girl or a boy, for that matter, that right. is really into the princesses or if, you know, if it's better to wait in line or to go and have them come to you and you can kind of put that price on it for yourself. Well, it could also be for a very special celebration, yeah. a special birthday, you know, you tie it in with a visit to Pippity Boppity Boutique, mm-hmm. you know, so it could be a way to really celebrate something or, or a high achievement with your child or something like that. Very special it, it could occasion be a very special sort, occasion. Yeah then you could say, you know, that that kind of justifies some of the pricing as well. Yes. So, so it, you know, it's all up to you and what you think is right for you. But it does sound spectacular. And I, I can't tell you for sure it's worth the money that is on everybody's individual basis. You know, what's worth it to me might not be worth it to somebody else. Uh, what's worth it to somebody else might not be worth it to me. So it's just all on your own 
personal basis, I right, think. Right, right. So. But if you do want to book this, uh, it's beginning on Saturday, March 30th, and you can go on to the Disneyland Resort website or call 714-781-DINE. That's uh, 714-781-3463. And it's the Disney Princess Breakfast Adventures at uh, the Napa Rose Restaurant at the Disney Grand California Advent Hotel, in, excuse me, Disney Grand California Hotel and Spa. So... Interesting stuff. It is interesting, and like I, like I said, I could really see that as a as a high reward for something. Mm-hmm. Could motivate your child to you know maybe get good grades. You or... want to do this? <laughs> I want to see straight A's. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but if you thought that was expensive, just wait till this next thing I'm going to talk to you about because <laughs> that is there is a new extremely VIP tour coming to the Walt Disney World Resort. This from our friends and colleagues at WDW News Today. A new VIP tour called, quote, World of Dween- Dweems. <laughs> oh, it's been a long week. Take two. Take two. Take- <laughs> this is the good one. Take five. <laughs> Start over. A new VIP tour called, quote, World of Dreams, end quote, is being offered at the Walt Disney World Resort. The tour costs, are you ready for this? $12,000. Wow. Uh, it's for up to six guests and is 12 hours long, so basically $1,000 an hour. Okay. Uh, two tour guys will conduct each tour. Uh, so what do you get for this $12,000 tour? Do tell. Do tell. Well, here's what it comes across as. You get backstage access and transportation. That's to all the parks at Walt Disney World. You can set these things up how you want. Uh, front of the line attraction access. So any attraction you want to get on, flight of passage, if we're getting into, I'm assuming when we get to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, right into those. Right. And when they, uh, Smuggler's Run, Rise of the Resistance, any of those, right to the front. Um, a tour of the Cinderella Castle Dream Suite. Mm, nice. All meals included, which is three per day with select alcohol. I don't know what select alcohol means, but that's what they say. Select alcohol included on uh, meals. And that could be access to any restaurant at the Walt Disney World Resort. No normal reservations needed. So if you want to do be our guest, whatever it may be, you know, if you can't get a reservation, there's no problem with this. You you, you pay (laughs) $12,000. You get into whatever restaurant you want. No worries. And they say there's many more possibilities best on based on guest requests. So I'm guessing that you can kind of dictate uh, what kind of your your experience to be. Uh, you know, between some backstage access and a few other things, I right. think you can kind of just say, "Hey, you know, up to a point." I'm sure there's some point where they'll right. cut you off, but they will let you do pretty much you know whatever you want as long as you're not nice. ruining the you know the experience for the guests that are there on a regular basis right right well i mean right now they have things where you can dine with an uh, imagineer mm-hmm. and things like that so I, I would think that you might have possibly some access to talk to some cast members that could you know shed some additional lights or some interesting stories about a certain attraction or a restaurant or something like that that would really enhance that whole experience yeah i'm sure on i'm i wonder you know what you would do you know if you giving the extra opportunities it'd be interesting to see what would what would you do if you wanted to, if you had the opportunity to do it at uh, walt disney world at the walt disney world resort at magic kingdom at disney hollywood studios at animal kingdom what would you do if you had all these extra things that you could do 
So I'm going to put it out there for everybody. I want to know what you would do. If, let's just say you were gifted this. I don't know who's gifting you a $12,000 tour, <laughs> but let's just say someone gifted you a $12,000 tour. What would you take advantage of uh, as far as the extra access that they don't have listed in this group here? Of course, you, you, know, you would you know, dine at some of the best restaurants and, uh, and check right. out the backstage stuff. But um, what maybe is it backstage? Is it something within the parks? Also, they, they also talked about, by the way, you also get exclusive nighttime spectacular viewing spaces as well. So I'm sure you get nice. VIP seating for the uh, different uh, fireworks extravaganza right. spectaculars or the parades if you want, uh, whatever you want. So that's included too. So you can take that out of the equation. That's already part of it. I'd, like to, I'd love to hear from um, our listeners and tell us what you would do if you were gifted this $12,000 tour. Yeah, it'd be a fun list to make. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what I would do. I, it'd be kind of interesting, but I'd love to check out a lot of the backstage stuff. I mean, we've done a little bit of that with mm-hmm. some of the tours. Right. And I, I think it's fascinating the way some of these things are put together. Um, I don't know. Well, like you said, you know, once Galaxy's Edge is open, I mean, that would, you know, really be a popular Definitely love a, a booth at Oga's Cantina, right, you know, and sit right. back there. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I would probably do Smuggler's Run over and over and over again <laughs> until I get it right. I, mean, I think that's one of the things I would do. It's like, nope, crashed it this time. Let's go again. <laughs> I'll just spend eight hours there. Yeah, just smugglers run. Uh, I, I, anyway, I'm, I'm going to be interested to hear what our listeners come up with, and we'll be happy to share them with uh, the next episode. Um, by the way, if you want to continue this, if $12,000 for one day isn't enough, you can go a second day for a nice discounted price of $10,000 if you've See? done it one day. So Special All bonus. the much better. Yeah, yeah. $2,000 off. So uh, the World of Dreams tour is available to book now, but requires booking a week in advance to set up all the special occurrences that you're going to have happen. I'm sure there's so many stuff that's, you know, for this, it's not listed there. I wish, the one thing I wish, uh, and let me say, I'm never going to do this. This is way, out of, <laughs> I, I think this is a crazy price. I would never pay this, um, but I'd be happy if someone wanted to bring me along on there. <laughs> um, I'm never going to pay this, but um, I, I'm a little disappointed that it's just a tour of Cinderella Castle Dream Suite. I mean, I know you can't put six guests in that. Right, it's not the right. biggest suite, but I would want, for $12,000, I'd want to stay overnight yeah. in the Dream Suite. Or at least have personally. a meal there, maybe. Yeah, or, or a nap. You know, can I at least <laughs> take a nap, you know, in the Dream Suite, you know? If we gear up for the rest of the you day, know, I'm going to eat lunch someplace down there and then take a nap and then go gear up for the rest of the day on my $12,000 tour. Right, right, exactly. So interesting stuff, and uh, it's a crazy tour. That's, yeah. that's crazy. When I saw that price, I was like, "Holy cow!" But uh, I'm sure they'll get requests for it. Oh, though. I have no doubt. Yeah, I have yeah. no doubt that there will be. I don't think it's going to be like an everyday occurrence, but right. I have no doubt that there are going to be people that are find it worthy to be. You know, exactly. there's, there's a lot of people out there that have a good amount of money right, that they, right. they don't mind. You know, treating their family and friends to something like this. You right. know, we, we see the VIP tours all the time. At, uh, you know, which I actually think, I actually think, um, if you're making a trip to one of these parks and it's you don't go very often and you have a family of like ten people all getting together, right. um, that some of the VIP tours are not crazy as far as that. You know, right. you're you're hosted and they're getting you to the front of the attractions you want and everything. Um, giving you some special things. I don't think the price of that is crazy. This seems a little crazy to me, but that doesn't seem crazy. Yeah, no, that makes that's a good point. You know, 
But I mean, this does give you a little more. Obviously, this gives you much more, a lot more yeah. access. But yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. The VIP tours for you know certain groups that are larger and can help make the flow quicker. Mm-hmm. Especially like you said, if it's you know like a once in a lifetime vacation yeah. or something like that, and you really want to optimize on getting into everything, then mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Yeah, if you have the money, uh, if you're bringing your family out there, you're. I mean, we are lucky. We go to Walt Disney World. We go to the Disneyland Resort. We go there. Multiple times every year, but there's a lot of people that don't get that opportunity, right? You know, exactly. and um, it may be worth it to you to look into that and splurge a little bit more. And we're going to do a, an episode coming up in the future where we're going to talk about Disney splurges. splurges. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have that coming up, and it's on our docket. We haven't figured out a date for that yet, but that's one of the things we're going to talk about is things you could splurge on if you really just wanted to go all out at uh, whether it be the Walt Disney World Resort, uh, Disneyland Resort, Disney Cruise Line, any of those. What you could do, and we will talk all about that in the future at some other point, but this is a splurge beyond all splurge, <laughs> right? I'm telling you. Anyway, uh, let's move on to some more sort of park news, but also kind of literary news. Uh, a bunch of new books, comics, and fables were announced this week to help you get the background behind Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Nice. Yes, interesting stuff. This out uh, from StarWars.com, one of our favorite sites. Yes. Because um, we are the Disney podcast that desperately wants to become a Star Wars right. podcast. <laughs> uh, as we prepare to make our first pilgrimage to the fringes of wild space and journey into uh, journey to the planet Batuu, when Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens at Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World Resort later this year, there's a galaxy of books and comics coming to shelves featuring stories that intersect with the inhabitants of the far-flung world. Meet Doc Ondar. Doc Ondar. Doc Ondar. I, I have to find out exactly how to pronounce his name. Maybe I'll find it from these books. Or Maybe. Definitely Galaxy's Edge coming up in June, hopefully. Right. Doc Ondar, uh, the infamous Ithorian who deals in rare antiquities, find out why General Leia Organa takes an interest in Black Spire Outpost, and indulge in myths and fables from a galaxy far, far away, plus other stories set on the Outer Rim locale. So the first one coming out is uh, Marvel's Star Wars Galaxy's Edge miniseries. It's a comic series that's coming out. Uh, Issue 1 is going to be available on April 24th of 2019. Here's a little synopsis of it. Uh, Black Spire Outpost has long been frequented by smugglers, merchants, and travelers from every corner of the galaxy looking to make their score on the infamous black market or experience the exotic thrills the remote world of Batu alone has to offer. Aliens like the infamous Doc Ondar, Doc Ondar, Dokandar, a proprietor of Rear. I can never, it's just so funny. I love how I can never get names right. So I'm sure I just completely butchered that. So I don't know. You usually do a pretty good job, but that one we, just, sure, we um, just don't know. I'm sure a certain feisty Michigantonian will be getting back to me about his name anytime now. Um, anyway, uh, the proprietor of rare and one of a kind antiquities thrive on unique opportunities which abound on the lawless outpost at the very edge of wild space. In this new in this all-new miniseries from Marvel, writer Ethan Sachs and artist Will Sleeny. Now, I don't know if I'm going to get this right at all. Sleeny or Sliney uh, from Star Wars, a stor- uh, solo, a Star Wars story, uh, has uh, written this and drawn this. So it's really interesting. Very comic book cool. Coming out in April. Uh, also coming out, Black Spire, uh, written by Delilah Dawson. This is going to be available in September of 2019, September 3rd, to be a matter of fact. And, and see, in this novel, a prequel to the Disney Parks experience, General Leia Organa dispatches her top spy. Top mm. spy. Who mm. could that be? Could that be Kaz? 
from Star oh. Wars Resistance. Could it be Poe Dameron from Star Wars Resistance? And, of oh. course, Force Awakens and Last Jedi and right. Episode 9, whatever that title is going to be. And <laughs> hoping we would find out today, but I'm not sure if we're going to find it out when the Super Bowl airs, if they're going to run an ad. I've heard that they might. I've heard that they're not. I will see. Anyway, uh, so there, she dispatches her top spy to Batu in a desperate search for resistance allies. I think that's going to be kind of a, a tie into Rise of the Resistance. Right, there, you right. Know, the the uh, attraction coming up there. Also coming out is A Crash of Fate, written by Zoreda Cordova. Zoreda Cordova. I think I got that right. Uh, available on August 6th of 2019. And this is a young adult novel. It involves Izzy and Jules, who are best friends until Izzy's family abruptly left Batu. When she was six, now she's back, and Jules, the boy who never left, is unsure of what to make of her. While on the run from vengeful, vengeful smugglers and an angry pirate, the two friends will come to terms with who they are and what they mean to each other. That sounds like a cool story. A fun little yeah. uh, young adult story. Right. I kind of like right. that. Interesting. And there's also a book that's um, uh, it's going to be Star Wars Myths and Fables, uh, written by George Mann, illustrations by Grant Griffin. Those are two names I can definitely get right. <laughs> I think, unless it's Mon. <laughs> yeah, Mon. Uh, and this, this is a middle grade novel is what they're calling it. And you hear the thrilling space tales, fables, and myths that are told in a galaxy far, far away. The book features two stories that take place on the uh, remote outer rim world of Batu, plus many other untold tales from the edge of the galaxy, lushly illustrated in a style that, plays, uh, that pays homage uh, to the real-world children's classics. And they even, on the website, posted an excerpt from a story entitled The Knight and the Dragon. And you can find that on StarWars.com if you want to check it out. Nice. Anyways, you can expect these books coming up over the next year, and they have many, many more coming out, including a, a Galaxy's Edge cookbook, which is interesting to me. That's going to be uh, some of the items that you can find out there and stuff. And nice. So It'll go I'm along with our to- Wookiee cookie that's Cook, right. Looking cookie. Looking <laughs> on a cookie. Uh, so that's exciting stuff. Yeah. No, that's that's cool. And it's it's great that they're trying to, you know, put some shape to the story that would make this land come alive. And that that's awesome and can make that, that experience a lot more rich as well, you know. Doke Ondar. I'm going to go with Doke Ondar. Doke right. Ondar. Doke Ondar. I mean, that's what I'm going with for now. For now. Yeah, until, I'm told, sure? until I'm told I'm wrong. <laughs> Dokondar. <laughs> the one thing I think I, I pointed out when we were at Disneyland uh, on Thursday night was that the um, the store that is right when you get out of Star Tours does not have Galaxy's Edge mm-hmm. items anymore. Like, By the oh. way, they're starting to fade. That store is cut in half on how much Star Wars stuff they have. I was noticing this last time we were there. It was like half of it was Star Wars, half of it was more uh, Disneyland Resort related right, stuff. Right. And even some stuff that's not necessarily Disneyland Resort, you know, like they had people mover shirts and stuff like that, which right, people right. haven't been in Disneyland in a long time. So um, interesting stuff. Maybe that's they're trying to phase that out a little bit as they shift more of it, more of the merchandise right, over, over to, to Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge. Edge. Right. I don't know. I'm not sure because as far as I know, Star Tours is still going to be there. Right. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But interesting stuff. Well, some of it might be the same. I mean, the build your own lightsaber will mm-hmm. probably remain. I mean, that's It'll a probably popular on both thing. Sides. Both so sides, probably I would guess. Yeah. Right. But 
not Galaxy's Edge t-shirts. No, interesting. Yeah. yeah, they had some stuff very early on, mm-hmm. they, you know, like a year ago when they were first you know, building up to it. Um, but that's kind of disappeared. Right. I don't know if they didn't sell well enough or if it just uh, they're just kind of holding back now at this point so you don't get all collected up until the, uh, the land actually right. opens, which would be more my guess. Sure. So. Anyway, let's move on to some more Star Wars news. And this really? one actually, I know, right? <laughs> surprise, surprise. This one attached to Disney Cruise Line because uh, they announced that they'll be continuing their Star Wars and Marvel Days at Sea Yay, into 2020. Those are fun. Uh, we haven't done the Marvel Day at Sea right. yet, although we're looking forward to doing it at some point. But we did the very first inaugural Star Wars Day at Sea. Yeah. And, um, it was a great time then. I'm sure as they've tweaked it over the couple years since we first did it, that it's even better now. And we're looking forward to it. Uh, doing it Mm -hmm. again at some point. So uh, this is from a press release from Disney Cruise Line. In 2020, Epic Adventures at Sea returned to Disney Cruise Line with limited engagements of two popular experiences, Star Wars Day at Sea and Marvel Day at Sea, setting sail on the Disney Fantasy and Disney Magic to the Caribbean and Bahamas. These seven- and five-night sailings combine the splendor of a Disney Cruise Line vacation with a special day at sea filled with unique character encounters, live shows, and action-packed entertainment. Right. Yeah. I mean, I remember that even though it was like technically one day, the whole thing was mm. a build up to yes. it. And there was, a, you know, still a lot of reference to, you know, like you said, we went to the Star Wars day one, not the Marvel, um, you know, but obviously, yes, on the day of the presence of the characters and things were there but you know hearing some speakers and mm-hmm. present presenters i should say at, at uh about star wars some you know like their involvement in that was also great and that was not just limited to the one day right. now as i said before we haven't experienced marvel day at sea yet but we did do star wars day at sea and to me the best thing about it, i mean yes people dressed up uh characters on the ship all that, they even changed the, the horn to, you know, they do the Imperial March, you know, right. with the horn, which is <laughs> awesome. It's amazing to hear. Um, but just waking up and, you know, what's one thing that's great about Disney Cruise Line that I love with all my heart is you wake up or you go out and you open the door and you go into the, the passageways, into the corridors, into the halls, and there's Disney music playing throughout. It just, you know, just livens up the day as you're walking through a Disney Cruise Line when the, you know, one of your favorite Disney songs right. is playing there. Well, on the day of it was Star Wars Day, the Star Wars Day at Sea, all the music turns to Star Wars music as you're going through the corridors. And it is amazing to it hear is. all the way through as you're, as you're walking around. That's my favorite thing about it. Um, it's just such a cool day. Uh, so here's a little more from the press relief, uh, release. As a Star Wars Day at Sea, guests can celebrate the legendary adventures and iconic characters from the Star Wars saga on special seven-night Disney fantasy sailings from January to March 2020, uh, taking them to the Caribbean and a galaxy far, far away, in addition to encounters with the galaxy's most formidable and heroic characters, including Darth Vader, Kylo Ren, Chewbacca, C-3PO, and R2-D2. This cruise features a full day of Star Wars activities, including live shows, Star Wars-themed family and kids activities, unique food and beverage, and special merchandise offerings. The day ends with the Summon the Force, a deck party that celebrates the Star Wars universe and caps off with the night caps off the night with a fireworks show of galactic proportions. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Day at Sea will be only be offered on nine Disney Fantasy Seven Night Caribbean cruise sailings from Port Canaveral, Florida. So if you're looking to do that in 2020, just be ready. It seems like they're only doing it for the beginning of the year and then moving to a different 
different things. Right. Although I think it was pretty much early in the year that That's they That's usually do, the way they've done it. But right, just, right. Just not, but, don't wait. If you're planning on doing a Star Wars Day at Sea, don't think that it's going to be in the summer. If that's when you get your time off, if you really want to do it, right. look towards booking in the early of the year. Now, I don't know if they're going to continue, but like when we went, what one of the things that was really convenient and great was that um, you could prepare ahead of time what time you wanted to go see get pictures taken with mm-hmm. certain characters so you didn't have to you know like stand in line for a long time yeah, you, you had know? a window that you would be, right. you'd be pushed into they give you tickets for a window that you go into exactly so that was really convenient because again avoiding a long line was awesome mm-hmm. you know and still then, was a line but it wasn't it wasn't like everybody on the ship lined up at one time right, to right. Meet with and these it, characters right and it moved so mm-hmm. you know it, it was great and it was just fun like you'd be walking outside on the promenade deck and all of a sudden you'd be greeted by some stormtroopers yeah. or you know just a lot of little things like that throughout that day that were you know that were a lot of fun and yeah, we were on it. What was it? I think it was was it three years ago that we were on it? Or was it two years ago? I think it was three. Three years ago, we I just came up on like our Facebook time. You know, it has those flashbacks of you know this date on you know what you did right. on this date you know X amount of years ago, and it was all our stuff from our Star Wars day at sea. It was just like oh, it was so fun. That was you know? fun. We that just was... had a great time doing yes, that, and look yes. forward to it again. As for the Marvel day at sea, this again from the press release uh, from January to early March 2020, special five night Disney magic sailings will combine the excitement of a Disney cruise to the Caribbean and Bahamas with the thrill of renowned Marvel comics, films, and animated series for an action-packed day-long celebration of the Marvel Universe. The largest assembly of Marvel superheroes and villains, including the recent edition of Captain Marvel, who, by the way, we saw a video of this, the Captain Marvel appearance uh, coming in at the night. I won't give it away, but coming in and making an appearance at the evening event uh, was just really cool to check it out. If you want to see it, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or whatever. Anyway, uh, I digress. Going back to the story here, along with Captain America, Spider-Man, Iron Man, and more, highlight an all-day entertainment lineup that includes live shows for the whole family, an extraordinary deck show, Marvel-themed activities for kids and families, special merchandise, and unique food and beverage offerings. Marvel Day at Sea will only be offered on nine Disney Magic Caribbean and Bahamian cruises sailing from Miami. So... Though, you know, I mean, we haven't been on that one, but we have um, been on a cruise that had those characters. On, ma- on the magic, as a matter right. of fact. Yeah. And so it wasn't like Marvel Days at Seas, but but we, we were able to meet those characters. And what's really fun while you're standing in line is watching them interact with the kids because right. it is precious. I it, They find the greatest people to do those. Uh, I mean, we see them and where they're waiting. I don't know at, what it, you're talking about. Yeah. What? You mean... They find Captain America. You're right. <laughs> they find Spider-Man. Um, let me see. They find... <laughs> they make sure that Captain America stands across the Disney way as as a cast member that day. That's right. Oh, he said, let me just start over again and <laughs> rephrase what I'm saying. Captain America, Black Panther, Thor... Spider-Man, they are the best they, when they interact with uh, the different people out there. The kids, uh, the adults, uh, they, it's just so weird. It doesn't matter if, it's, if, you, if you run into them when you're on the ships. It doesn't matter if you run into them when you're in the parks. Uh, they are fantastic and highly entertaining to watch them interact with the people they're with. Oh, yeah. I mean, they really, you know, I love how they get down to the, the level of the kids' eyes. And, the, you know, the kids will be telling them something. And they are just... So compassionate with how they mm-hmm. deal with the kids, and it's just 
it's just beautiful. I mean, to you've watch. probably even seen some of the videos of like Captain America signing with a, right, a, a, right. a death child, right, you know, exactly. and everything. I mean, it's just really cool to watch, uh, and it's it's just amazing that uh, Disney brings these great characters in over and over and right. over again. Uh, love these cast members; they're so great. Cast compliment. Hashtag cast compliment. <laughs> Uh, to learn more about Disney Cruise Line or to book a vacation, guests can visit uh, DisneyCruise.com, call Disney Cruise Line at 888-325-2500, or contact your travel agent. That's right. So, uh, great stuff. Uh, one more thing, one more story for you, and it is also Marvel-related. Uh, Run Disney announced the dates and theme for this year's virtual series, and yes, as I just mentioned, it's... In 2019, they'll be celebrating 80 years of Marvel, the Marvel-themed virtual run series, which we will be taking part in. And we may try and get some of you Hyperion adventurers either, one, to meet us when we run or do it like on the same day. We'll schedule it and we'll all run on the same day and we can share pictures on social media or whatever. I think it would be kind of fun. Totally. Anyway, this from RunDisney.com. Join us for the Run Disney Virtual Series that celebrates 80 years of Marvel. Choose from three Marvel-themed 5Ks featuring Captain Marvel, Iron Man, and Black Panther, or run them all to earn a bonus medal when you sign up for the challenge. Our virtual 5Ks are an ideal introduction to Run Disney and a great way to train for other races. Run, jog, or walk on a treadmill around the neighborhood or any course of your choosing. Take along the family, your friends, or even the dog. It's a super way to participate in a Run Disney event from home. Um, I, I think it's going to be a lot of good, a lot of good times. I mean, if you can't get out to the Walt Disney World Resort when there are race days out there, or the Disneyland Resort once they get race days back again, hopefully. Right. I really thought it was going to be 2020, maybe 2021. Um, you know, really, it, when once they do that, if you can't get to those, um, this is a good way to kind of just get a little run Disney feel. It's not the same, but it is kind of fun in that regard. And you can share, you know, stuff on social media with everybody out there and just still just have a good time. Right, right. And yeah, you're right. It's not exactly like it, but I guess, you know, you can also avoid some of the... The challenging parts of, uh, you know, so you don't have to necessarily get up at 3 a or 2 a.m. to get a bus get your at 3 a.m. to get your to transportation get to, the, to get in your right. corral. <laughs> so there's a plus to it. There's probably not 15,000 people running with you on the same day. Right, right. You know? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you do get to, you know, get a bib and get your uh, certificate mm-hmm. and your medal and things like that. So it's something it, that looks, it's fun mail when you get it. You that's get right. You get it through the mail and it's fun mail. Oh, my medal's Yay. come. Yay. Uh, so each virtual race, at least in the past, has been $40. I would expect it would be the same. And so I, I think it would probably be $120 for the challenge is my guess. You just right. add all three of them up together. And the then medals you get are amazing, medal. though. Yeah, the medals they're are always really. Disney. Run Disney does such a great job with their medals. I mean, they're always spectacular. Almost, almost every one of them. I'm like, wow, that right, is right. really cool medal. And there's some I'm jelly. I'm like, oh, wish I was running that race. I just want that medal <laughs> so badly. Oh my gosh. So that's true. anyway. So that's a lot of fun, and we'll let you know when we're going to do that again. Uh, those dates are much later. I think they start in June. Um, I, I, unfortunately, I, I thought I had the dates here, but I, it looks like I haven't put them in there. But I, you can look at the website on rundisney.com and find them. But I believe they start in June. And they give you uh, all sorts of time through, I believe, August to run these races. You don't have to do them on any specific date. Although, I, like I said, I think we're going to try and find dates to run the three races ourselves and you know, kind of get our Hyperion adventurers together to do this all together right, in some right. way, shape, or exactly. form. Whether, whether it be actually together or virtually virtual. That's right. We'll be virtually virtual. I was going to say, it's a virtual race. Yeah, Why not? Right. So, uh, but we'll have a lot of fun <laughs> with that. So, 
That's my Disney stories of the week. Do you have any Disney stories? I don't Yay! have any. I didn't forget. Sorry. No, you didn't forget. And again, I apologize. Uh, that I, I forget about a hotel room we stayed at or something because that's happened in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I'm so next sleep deprived. Next week, people, we will be better. We will get sleep somehow. No, we won't. No, oh, next week, tough, next we week is going to be almost as crazy as this week. And we'll get into that in a little bit here. But before we wrap up any episode, we always try and leave you with some sort of vacation tip, some sort of tip to kind of help you, whether you're visiting the parks, whether you're doing Run Disney, whether you're doing Disney Cruise Line, whatever it may be, we try and help you out. And we always start with Michelle, because first of all and foremost, it's ladies first, but more importantly, her tips are just so good. I mean, they're just like, you just bow before these tips because they're just the best tips ever. We can never live up to them. So we need to just start the right way and then you can kind of tune out for my tip afterwards. Not at all. But see how, I'm showing everybody how well hypnosis works. (laughs) Have you convinced that my tips are good? And later I'll be clucking like a chicken. Right. That's, that's the hypnosis. Uh, anyway, she has the best tips, so we always start her first. So without any further ado, let's get to Michelle's tip of the week. Well, thank you, honey. So I am going to, uh, in honor of uh, Super Bowl Sunday, I'm going to call this one Super Seats. And uh, so I just want to, you know, let people know, especially if you haven't uh, gone to the parks a lot or whatever, the Disney cast members are amazing, and they actually are empowered to use some of their own pixie dust to have on hand. And so today's tip is how to access some of that magic um, by politely requesting for a preferred seat in certain circumstances. So um, we've talked about our son who, who has Down syndrome. Uh, his favorite attraction, Small World and the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, uh, at, at both parks are his favorite. And so when it's our time to board, we do make a request frequently to wait for the next vehicle to get that front row. Um, and most of the time they, well, most of the time they always do it. But I mean, a lot of times they're able to, to try to maneuver it right away. Um, you know, and there are other times that we do re- recognize that it's a really unreasonable request because it might be a really busy day at the park or whatever, but 99% of the time they accommodate that request. Um, as some of you may know, I'm vertically challenged. (laughs) And so she's so tiny. (laughs) Short, not necessarily. Well, okay. (laughs) I am short, but, um, so one of my favorite seats is last row of star tours, because if one of the benefits of being vertically challenged in that regards is that your feet actually dangle in sitting in the last roll. So it kind of adds to the thrill of that experience. So, um, that's one that I tend to, uh, request. And then, um, some people really like to sit right by the tanks at the Coral Reef Restaurant mm-hmm. inside of the the Seas with Nemo and Friends Pavilion. And so um, the best way to do that is to make a reservation for the uh, first seatings at lunchtime and get there a little early and put in your request at check-in. And um, a lot of times you're able to get that as well. So, But I do want to, uh, you know, ask people that if you do make these special requests, um, you know, consider doing... Like you said, hashtag cast compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to do that to give them the you know the shout out for that. And you know, keep in mind these kind of requests are you know generally easy to accommodate if it's a small group. You know, if you're a party of you know twelve people, it's it's a little bit more challenging. That might not be the best time to try to to put that, but you know, it, 
Again, can't hurt they, to ask. You it can't, can't, it hurt, can't to hurt to ask. And and they really do try their best to make it, you know, um, a good thing for you. So that's my tip is ask for a super mm-hmm. seat. Yes, super seat. I super love seat. Love that. Yeah, and that doesn't matter. It goes for any of the attractions. Uh, if you prefer to uh, ride at the rear of Slinky Dog Dash or the front of Slinky Dog Dash or the middle of Slinky Dog Dash, you know, right. ask for it. Usually what they'll just say is, okay, okay, if it's not available right away, they'll just set you aside. They'll move in some other people into the spot that uh, you would have taken and keep the line moving. And then for the next, uh, when the next train comes up, the next car, whatever it may be, they'll have you get into that slot that you wanted. Right. Um, you know, as far as the restaurants, uh, I would also, you mentioned uh the nemo mm-hmm. uh, i'm sorry i, I, I blanked C- on the name right but. it's coral reef restaurant and, right and it's the seas with nemo and that's right uh, but also like at the disneyland resort the blue bayou uh, restaurant which is one of the which is the, probably the most upscale right, restaurant right. within uh currently within uh disneyland park i really 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 want to if you're going to eat in that restaurant i can't suggest more that you want to have a table right near the water right near the pirates of the caribbean attraction because that really gives you the best view if you get stuck with a table kind of far away it feels a little bit more like it's just any other restaurant yes right. i mean there is some of the ambiance there but you, you feel more like it so it's if you can do it if ask make the request if you can happen um i suggest you try and ask for a table next to the water even if you have to wait a little bit longer to get it i, I recommend you ask for that table right and, and again that's a popular request there so you know try to um Make it a little bit easier on yourself by doing, again, trying to get a reservation for their very first start time, mm-hmm. you know. But again, everybody, you know, can still be doing that. But but they really will try to uh, accommodate that. And, you, you know, and again, as long as you're making sure they understand that you're willing to wait for things, that you're not yeah. trying to demand something immediate. Tell them right off the bat, I'm willing to wait. You know, I would like this table. I'm willing to wait if you know, one comes available. Make the request. They can't always fulfill them and don't right. be mad if they can't. I mean, they, they have a lot of requests they need to fulfill. To fulfill. But um, it doesn't hurt to ask. And if you know, as long as you're willing to wait for it, and a lot of times it will be worth it for you. It makes right. it a better experience. Right, right. And that's what you want to do. You're, you're, you're paying the extra price in these restaurants, at the parks or whatever to have a better experience. So take advantage of that. Exactly. So, nice tip. Again, Thank you. here's her wonderful tip. All hail Michelle's <laughs> tip of the week. And now on to my lowly surf of a tip. Sure. The, you, yeah, know, you have great Lowly tips. worker of a tip. But it's, it works hard as a tip. That's one thing I'll say. I work harder. I might not be the best tip, but we work harder to be a good tip. <laughs> try harder, we though. try harder. <laughs> We're like the Avis. Right. Tips. We try harder. Uh, so my tip of the week, I, I would go back to uh, one of our main topics, and that is Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> and Michelle actually kind of referenced, referenced this a little bit uh, when we were discussing Kingdom Hearts 3. And that is there is a lot to do in this game. Um, it's not just, yes, you can just go through um, go through the battles, go through the storyline, go ahead and get from world to world to world, you know, get that accomplished and wrap it up. And you can do that, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what you want to do. I would suggest instead of doing that, take your time. Enjoy these worlds. Check out all of them. She mentioned there's scavenger hunts of different types to do, and that includes all these worlds. There's things to do in all these worlds. There's treasure chests, little finds. Talk to all the little inhabitants of these worlds and find out what they have to say. And what. They, and sometimes they send you on other exca- scavenger hunts right, and stuff. Right. Better yet, as you're taking your time, you get into these smaller battles, and it builds up your experience. So... 
as you get to the bigger battles, as you're really moving to the storyline, if you've stayed and run through all these smaller battles, you built up, you're stronger later on, and those battles become easier for you, less of a challenge, and you can really work through it. Plus, you just, you've accomplished all this stuff. You get all these extra little trinkets, um, and it's just fun. It's kind of like Michelle's tip is. Again, it goes back to her great tips. Michelle's tip is, you know, look up. Look around, you know, when you're going through the parks, when you're, you know, on a vacation, you know, don't just focus on what's ahead of you. Take a look around and enjoy what's around you and enjoy that in the game, too. They've these artists and, uh, you know, uh, people that have put this game together did a wonderful job of creating these worlds. And they are very in-depth and there are some very cool little nooks and crannies and fun things to find. And and uh, you can explore it for a long time and really enjoy it and take it all in. And I, that's what I would suggest from you is that, yes, I mean, you want to get to the storyline. Some of you will want to hurry through the storyline. But even if you do it once, come back and do it again and enjoy everything that's around the game and just take it all in because it is a lot of fun. And it's a very interesting and creative world they've built for for us out there. Right. That's a great tip. And, and you're right. And really, there isn't an advantage to trying to rush through it. It, you know, there's you don't gain more from that. Like you said, you gain more from having more experiences and that builds your experience points and, you know, your your power or whatever, your strength. So that's a great tip because it, it, it does make it better and you get to enjoy you know, the full effects of the game. Yeah, I mean, just take it like a day at the park. You know, you can go to the park and you can just go, okay, attraction, 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 dinner, attraction, 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 gone. Or you can kind of stroll in, attraction, churro, attraction, don't whip. People are seeing you with your little fingers, walking hands. Oh, look at the decorations. Hey, look, there's Mickey. Oh, there's Peter Pan. Peter Pan's always around Michelle for some reason. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, just, you know, just take it all in and right. enjoy it. I mean, you can do it in either way you want to do it. You know, uh, that's fine. It's you. You approach it how you want to. But um, I, I do recommend sometimes taking taking things more slowly. And I think this game is a perfect example of that. Because, again, I do believe they've, in just playing this and exploring it, they've built a very rich world for you to check out. And it's worth it to check it out. Exactly. Exactly. To its fullest. To its fullest. And this, thank you. And this is the episode to its fullest. It is wrapped up. It is done. (laughs) We are done and we are getting ready for our little bow on it. (laughs) And just like on your ears right now. That's right. And we're getting ready for our Super Bowl party. So we need to get to that because we have some great food and uh, adult beverages ready to get to. And uh, coming over. It's going to be fun. (laughs) Uh, So thanks for joining us. Next week, um, we're going to be celebrating valentine's day a little bit a few days before it happens we're gonna do that with a couple ways uh we're gonna do a continuation of our five favorite things series we haven't pinned down the topic yet we have a couple that we're running around in our heads but we'll have we're arm wrestling right (laughs) but we will be doing one of our five favorite things we'll figure out which one that is and we'll have that for you we'll probably tell you midway through the week but definitely have that for you next week and also we are going to disneyland we're back up at disneyland for another late night ticketed event so expect us to be sleep deprived again next week (laughs) uh this time it's going to be disneyland after dark sweethearts night so we'll tell you all about that and uh what what it was like and all the new fun different stuff they've added for these uh, Disneyland After Dark events. And that's yeah, been fun. Yeah, can't wait for that. 
And we'll also may have a review for you. It looks like we're going to be going and seeing the Lego Movie 2, the second part, on uh, Tuesday. And so we will be posting a little bit of that on social media. I might even write up something for our website as far as a review. And we'll definitely have a full spoiler-free review for you uh, coming up on next week's episode. If we do see it, I'm thinking we're going to. But that's so. And a shout out to Tom, who has done a tremendous amount of work, especially on a busy week that we've had, to really get the our website to have a lot more. Uh, trying to play catch up because I've been, I've been slacking on it for a while. <laughs> trying to play catch up. We're almost up to speed again. The website uh, Hyperion Adventure Hyperion dot com. If you want to check out the website, uh, it mostly just has the podcast on there, but a few other things as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. We'll be putting a couple of things on. And we it. we are almost caught up. We will be caught up this week within the next couple of days. And because uh, I want to get that thing back up and running in uh, full speed, then I've been slacking on it lately. And it's amazing I've been able to do it, even though I've been stuck in this video game world <laughs> so much recently. <laughs> so, and I'll be back there tomorrow morning. Um, anyway, so uh, thanks again for joining us this week. Uh, please, please follow us on social media on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Uh, we have Pinterest coming. It's not ready yet, but we will be on Pinterest soon and we'll let you know all about that when that comes up. And you can also always email us Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And please get in touch with us. Let us know what you've liked about our, our, our podcast, what things you think uh, we could do differently and we want to make this the best podcast that you right. all enjoy let us know what you like let us know what you don't like like me mispronouncing names of everybody <laughs> no. all the time and i can never get a name right um you know no, or maybe no. you like that i don't know it's funny to you every time i mess it up totally. uh, but anyway let us know what you think about the show and how we can do better or what what you like and you'd like to hear us do more we'd love to hear from you uh, you can find us in the future on 1057max.com under the Max Plus tab and the Max FM app. Best way to get us, however, is to subscribe to us. iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, virtually every place you get podcasts. We're there. If you find a place that we're not on, let us know. We'll try and find a way to get on that site, too, so we can get this to more people. And if you are on those sites, um, please uh, be really beneficial to us. And we just really appreciate it because we love all you all out there. If you could just give us a quick rating on these sites and even better yet if you had a little more time write us a quick review it can be three words it can be a hundred words I don't care you know if you can just write us a review it really would help uh, wanted to help us know you know how we're doing as a show but it also uh, lets other people know who haven't experienced this podcast before that this is something they might want to listen to and why you like this show assuming you like this show of course um and uh, it just would really help so much. And, of course, you can always just tell a friend, too. Just get out there and, you know, you tell two friends and they'll two tell friends and they'll two two friends and so on and so on and so on. You know, if you just do that, right. it really gets the word of mouth out and we really help our show so much. Absolutely. So, we again, we really love hearing from you and we really love tweaking this show to make it something that's a lot of fun because we enjoy doing it and we hope... Uh, it's fulfilling some of your your wants in a podcast. Right, absolutely. We want this to be the best podcast we can possibly make it. I know we got a long ways to go, but <laughs> we want to do our best that we can for you. So, uh, again, thanks again for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast, and we look forward to sharing some time with you again next week, even in, again, another sleep-deprived <laughs> way. But we will be here for you because that's what we do. We like to be here for you every week. And until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.